Welcome to Keeping Business Real, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordoff, and in four short years, I've built a thriving online business that supports our family. This podcast offers an honest and very real take on the reality of online business, strategies for growing yours, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I've got no time for BS. I'm all heart and all action. Let's keep it real. Welcome to the very first episode of Keeping Business Real. I am really excited to have you here and I'm excited to kick this off. I've been on my business journey since, well, I guess 2013 was when I started a blog and a Facebook page. And ever since then, I have been taking all the action. (laughs) I've been trying all the things online and I've got myself to a place where I've created a, a pretty successful online business. And what I've found is that there isn't always really upfront, honest, frank conversation about what it takes to create, grow, and then scale an online business. I want to be having those conversations with you. I want to be able to bring you behind the scenes of my business, and I want to give you lots of strategy, stacks of inspiration, mindset stuff that will blow your mind so that you can move your business forward too. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my business journey. I think sometimes we need to know where people have come from. There's so many people online at the moment who are sharing information about um, you know, online business and this is the secret to that and, you know, from zero to, you know, six figures, blah, 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 blah. And I just wanted to share with you really, really honestly, like a behind the scenes view of what it's taken to grow a successful business um, over at smallstepsliving.com where I help mums feed their family more whole food and reduce their overwhelm and simplify their lives. It started really humbly. You know, I was your ultimate cliche uh, blogger. You know, I just, I'd had a kid. I studied health coaching, which, you know, did not make me a health coach. It just made me quite confused. But I did seem to see there were some common themes around food, and that is that it should mostly be real. Like we should, um, we should be eating food that is food as opposed to created in a factory. I then, you know, of course, just wanted to share this information with everybody. So I created a blog when we moved into state. By that stage, I had my second child. They were 21 months apart. I moved to a city where I knew no one, like I had no networks, no contacts. And of course, like, let's just just get started with a blog and a Facebook page so I can talk to people. I was sharing terrible pictures. My 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 first blog, I mean, I can't even believe it went out into the world. It took me a few months and I met an amazing woman called Alyssa and she actually has done all the design and all my websites. You can find her at Flourish Online. She's amazing. We, 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 we kicked off our friendship in Brisbane amongst young kids and not really knowing what we were doing with our online offerings. I did B-School, Marie Forleo's B-School back in the day, back in 2013. I had no, I, I think I did about two modules. All it did for me was open up this crazy world where people were making money from their computer. I mean, what even is that? 
I have no background in business, in technology, in social media, in anything to do with anything that would be helpful. Uh, What I do have is an honours degree in international relations (laughs) and a pretty scattered career, but I had been working in uh, journalism, making TV and video for corporates and government. I realised now that I was kind of a little bit of an intrapreneur, so I was working with a company Finally, after I finished at an events company where I was just kind of backstage at fashion parades, not knowing what I was doing, after quitting a PhD, I worked for a company that allowed me to experiment. So I was, I was, I created a TV show (laughs) back in 2007 called Making the Switch. It was all about, you know, how real everyday people could make sustainable changes. And I get now that that's actually quite an entrepreneurial thing to do, to have an idea, to get funding for it and to make it happen. But at the time, I just thought, you know, here's a really cool place to work where I can cut my teeth and and do fun things. When we moved to Sydney, we won awards for that program. It was really good, but no network wanted to put anything on TV that was about sustainability. So it aired on community TV around Australia. You know, it was amazing. But it had given me this taste of freedom, this creative expression that was available to me. And I I wanted more of that. It was like for the next sort of six or so years, I was just looking for that same feeling. I didn't know it was entrepreneurship, but that's what it was. I created a a uh, an, um, short film competition for young kids that went through all, all Victorian schools here in Australia. I, I kept thinking up ideas and I just worked with a guy who would be like, well, if you can get funding, make it happen. But when I had kids, I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I can't just do kids. It didn't feel like something that felt good to me. So you know, I started a blog and I started selling a kitchen appliance because that makes sense. <laughs> this um, this kitchen appliance, as many Australians would know of, saw me going around to people's houses and literally cooking for them in their kitchens and showing them how this appliance works. And what it gave me was this extraordinary insight into what people were eating, which now I know is me doing market research. It's me understanding my ideal customer and their problems. It was actually a brilliant start to creating a business because I I was literally in the homes of the people who I wanted to help with my recipes. So what was ending up happening? I was selling this kitchen appliance. I was I was on my blog very intermittently, but I was pretty committed to Facebook. Facebook was where the party was at back in 2014, you know, 2013, 2014. I was I was showing up there, I was sharing recipes, I was taking little snippets of videos of me or of my kids, posting them, I was sharing pictures of of recipes and and writing them all out and oh my gosh, organic reach was just sky high, everything was being shared all over town. You know, I was part of an amazing group of women who were all in the same area and we'd share each other's stuff and everyone would see it and it was just the glory days, really. And but by the time it was the middle of 2014, I had my third child. My first child, he was still three. So I had three children in under four years. None of them were twins, so I have no excuse. I just really liked having babies. And I, I realized that at that point, 
I was going to have to go back to work if I didn't make some sort of business happen, some sort of income happen before she turned one. That was kind of like the deadline I had in my mind, and I'm pretty sure my husband did too. And I didn't want to have to kind of deal with all of the daycare stuff and and all of that. I, I actually really enjoyed my kids. I, I liked motherhood, but it just wasn't that um, – I just couldn't do it all the time 24-7. So I uh, decided to do something very random when she was about three months old, four months old, <laughs> that youngest one. I decided to run a 21-day Whole Foods challenge. So this was this was probably like September 2014. I didn't have an email list. There was no Facebook ads. I just let my Facebook community know that I was doing this challenge and it went bananas. I had over 500 people sign up to that challenge and I hadn't created it and I had no idea what I was doing. But it was great. And what a great place to start creating from, right? I just knew I was going to break things out down into breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, dessert. I delivered a really cool free experience for people. And on the other end of that, I offered them a program that I kind of just made up based on what I'd done in the challenge. And it was called Small Steps to Whole Foods. It was an eight-week program. And I had 550 people join that program. (laughs) It was like a $35,000 launch. Because, of course, I sold it cheap as chips as well, as you do when you start off and just cannot value your own things. Anyway, we'll talk about all this stuff. Uh, And But, I mean, it just it showed me that this was a thing. This was an actual thing. People can make money online. And I realized that that whole community building side of things, that whole me showing up for like 18 months talking to people and that just gently growing and people feeling connected to me and feeling excited when I said, hey, I've got something that I want to do for you. Oh, yes, please. I want more of what you know, you've know you got because I've tried your recipes and they're really good. So I would never underestimate the benefit of building community, talking to people all the time, finding an audience. It's real and it really helps you grow a business. So once I started running that program, it was great. I ran it again, pretty much using the same strategy, which was just telling people that they could join. And then I realized that there's this whole world, uh, that there's an actual process that you have to do, that you can't just keep selling to the same people every single time. And so I entered the world of, you know, learning about online business marketing. And the thing that really got me was that a lot of what they were saying, I had kind of already been doing. I think that connection is, is number one. Uh, I had understood always the power of video, the power of that connection that can be created when people can really see you. So I'd always been doing that. But then it was like nurture sequences and three-part sales or video series and all this sort of thing, webinars. I have literally tried all the things since that time of launching Small Steps to Whole Foods by just saying, hey, Facebook, it's open. I've learned about Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising then now that I'm, you know, actually putting a focus on Instagram, which I just basically ignored for the whole time. And I have launched with challenges, with webinars, with three-part video series. I've created evergreen products. I've created four-week programs. I have a membership. 
I also do coaching. I have a mastermind. Um, I have launched two podcasts before this. I have, I literally just love online business and I love getting to know my communities, the people who I know I can help with what I've been learning. So one thing for sure that I did throughout this process was I just started to learn from people and I sort of was a bit of a snob. I'm like, mm, I'm not too sure I want the programs um, because I did, I think I did one and I was like, what? That can't be it. Like, hang on a minute. But uh, I'm not completely transformed. <laughs> so I just wanted the quickest, fastest way to know what to do next because I was really in. I was really addicted to to this. And and while we were living in Brisbane and we had to move there after being in Sydney for five years, I'd wanted to get my family back to Melbourne. But we had to go where the work is. And my husband worked in aerospace engineering, which is a relatively niche industry, I'm sure you can imagine. And he couldn't find a job in Melbourne, so off to Brisbane we went. And I thought, no, I don't actually want that to be my reality. I don't want to have to go where the work is. I want to choose where we live. And I had this sneaking sense that what I was creating online was going to give us that freedom and the flexibility to live wherever we wanted to live. I totally bought into the pipe dream, but it was more than that for me. You know, it started to become very obvious that you know, this this situation of, of my husband going out to work every day in a job that he really was not enjoying, me trying to hold down, like trying to build a business, trying to do the three kids, trying to run a household. I mean, it just ended up being a total shit show. And I just knew that I needed to keep going, but also something had to to shift. And I'm, we will get into the story of how it came to be that this business is now supporting our family and we did get down to Melbourne. That is not in this episode, but it is definitely coming up in a future episode. But what I wanted to say is that I had a fire in my belly and I think you really need that. You know, if we're keeping it real here, you got to have a reason for showing up. you got to have a reason for staying consistent. There are things that you are going to have to do in this, in growing your business that feel really freaking uncomfortable. You are going to have to step outside your comfort zone time and time and time again. And that is when your business will grow. And if you don't have a really great reason why you should do that, then you're going to probably struggle unless you are very internally referenced. And just because you decide something, you go and do it. There's so much fear. There's so much vulnerability with this stuff. And I had a pretty clear why. I had a pretty clear reason, aside from the fact that I absolutely loved what I was doing and it was like drugs for me to just show up to work every day. Like it doesn't even feel like work. It's never felt like work. And when it does start to feel like work, that's when I know things have to shift because if I wanted a job, I would just go and get a job because Here's another big thing that we'll be talking about all the time is the ability to actually make income and profit from online business. And I can't wait to bring you people who are doing that in all sorts of different ways because this is not a one size fits all. So don't buy into people who tell you there is actually one solution. There's not. And if you are an Australian listening to this, I want you to know that we have an extra layer um, upon us when it comes to growing a business that requires us to be visible, that requires us to market ourselves. 
It's that sneaky thing called the tall poppy syndrome, and I have come up against myself and, you know, the not wanting to be a show-off, not wanting to be too obvious, not wanting to be too American. <laughs> and it has truly held me back in so many ways. We are absolutely going to be diving into that in this podcast. I need to be honest with you about the fact that the stories in your head are the things that are probably halting your business growth more than anything else. So there is so much goodness to share. I want you to know that where my business is at right now is meaning that we can, like, I have a great team. You know, team building has been something that, you know, I've really generally sort of sucked at for quite a while. I didn't know how to manage people. I didn't know how to create a vision. I didn't know how to encourage people to walk towards it. I was no systems. I actually actively resisted systems for a very long time. And now <laughs> I just don't know how I was doing what I was doing because for years I was stressed. You know, my adrenals were on fire. I was doing all the things, but it was, it was, it was constantly on my mind and I didn't get much chance to rest. So now I have a much more balanced <laughs> situation going on. I have always outsourced. We are going to be talking about that a lot. I think that women try to do it all. And when they do, it means that your business can only grow to the capacity to which you can give it your energy and you don't have infinite energy. And there's other aspects of your life that are going to require your energy. So outsourcing for me has been absolutely key because I started to realize like, hang on, what? I was doing this so I could be around my kids. But when I'm around my kids, I'm just sneaking off to check to see if an email has come through or the responses to a Facebook ad or, you know, whatever, you know, I have needed to to create boundaries around that stuff. And it has been a constant work in progress. So, you know, while the business is supporting our family, oh man, you know, cash flow is an issue. And there can be times where I'm like, where things are really, really tight. And I'm not going to shy away from sharing that stuff with you guys because I don't think anyone is served. It's like motherhood. No one is served by the picture perfection. No one is served by those huggies ads. You know, that is not motherhood. And like, you know, sitting on a beach with your laptop, sipping a cocktail is also not online business. It's business. And you get to choose and you get to create and craft something that works for you. But the fact of the matter is, is that most of us are making this up as we go along. Most of us don't feel necessarily qualified. We don't know the next move. So you can expect me to be giving you lots of practical stuff based in real life situations that I have had to overcome in this business journey. I'm still learning I will always be learning. I don't ever want to stop learning. You know, isn't it the this, this sort of thing that the more you know, the more you realize you know nothing? <laughs> that is exactly how I feel in my life and I never want that to end. So just to finish up, just keeping this um, pretty short today, I wanted to just share with you where I came from and where we are now and let you know that my intention is for this podcast to give you strategies to help grow your online business, to introduce you to some of the people who have helped me and inspired me. And when I find someone interesting, I'm just going to pounce on them and bring them to you. We're going to absolutely be talking about mindset because, I mean, 
it's just, well, it's kind of everything. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> I will absolutely be talking to you a lot about how I transformed my business through transforming myself first. And it's just a conversation that we have to have. Whether you think that that's the case or not, I'll be having the conversation and you'll be jumping on board because everything is possible from that place. We can't talk about our business without talking about ourselves. We're also going to be giving you a peek behind the scenes of my business So I want to be able to share stuff with you, share what's working, share what's not working so that you can take my lessons and apply them to your business. Really, I want to give you permission to really fully go for it. We are going to be busting the tall poppy myth here. I am going to be helping you work through all the fears that you might have around being seen, around stepping into your awesomeness. You know, I just think we talk to ourselves so badly. I think Australians, we we go for the underdog. As soon as someone gets successful, it's kind of scary. Imagine that person is yourself. Imagine your business is more successful than anything you could ever have hoped for. And I bet your thoughts start going to how that will affect the people around you. I want to make sure that you have strategies and you keep giving yourself permission to rise into your awesomeness doing that because I'm constantly in in that process myself. And finally, I want this to be a podcast where you get the inspiration that you need on a weekly basis to keep going because this road is not for the faint-hearted. And if I can be a source of light for you, a source of, you know, reality so you feel like you're not alone and can just keep you taking those steps forward that you need to take for yourself, for your business to grow, well, that feels like a fun thing for me to do. So I hope that you're as excited as me about the Keeping Business Real podcast. I can't wait to bring you stacks of awesome episodes, awesome tips and tricks and strategies, and also amazing guests to help you create the business that makes you feel really good. I am not about one size fits all. I am about you getting to know you and what works for you. But I get that sometimes that's an easier said than done kind of thing. (laughs) I feel like my life is a constant process of that. So thanks for listening to this very first episode. And I can't wait to see you in episode two. Well, that is another episode of the Keeping Business Real podcast done and dusted. But make sure that you don't miss out on knowing when I release the next one. Be sure to become a subscriber over on your podcast app of choice and make sure to leave a review. I would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to lisacordoff.com. I have an amazing cheat sheet there waiting for you to help you overhaul your marketing mindset. Let's face it, sometimes the selling part of business is the part that feels most icky. I want to help you out and I want to help you grow your business in an authentic way that feels really, really good to you. LisaCordup.com for your free cheat sheet and I'll see you in the next episode.